Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the House of Pod. My name is Kave. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Today, we're talking about livers. And to join us in doing that is a couple of friends, both of which you have met before, if you've listened to the show for any length of time. First of all, coming from downtown LA, we have, oh, wow, look at that. Is that... Is that an arm tattoo? What's going on with your arm there, buddy? That's yeah, Mark Gasway. Yeah, Mark, it's it's like a uh, it's it's like one of those compression sleeve things, but mm-hmm. I'm not wearing it because I'm injured. I'm just wearing it because it's a comfortable layer of clothing. It's very Allen Iverson of you, um, Mark Gasway, uh, a very good dear old friend of mine, brilliant musician. You've heard his music on this show before. Um, we're going to plug it at the end because you should definitely listen to it and download it. It is some of my favorite music, and that's the honest truth. I wouldn't I wouldn't like him if he wasn't such a good musician. That's the truth of it. He's a miserable person, and it's just because he's such a damn good musician that I uh, enjoy spending time with him. Is that fair to say, Mark? You know, I, I often say that I'm one of the things that I'm most fortunate about in life is that my friends are talented enough that I don't have to lie when I talk about how good they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's not for me though. I'm I'm lying uh, most of the time, but not here. Not with I've you. I've never had you do doctoring on me, so not yet. I assume that you're good at it. One day you're going to get a colonoscopy, buddy, and I'm going to be there. I am having you on because today we're going to talk about livers. We're going to talk about liver grits. We're going to talk about what the liver is and what it does. We're going to talk about how it's depicted in popular culture. And and I wanted to have somebody who is not a doctor, but I I think is a very intelligent person. I want to have their opinion and their input on it. And you're, you're the guy for that. Joining us, though... To help round out liver knowledge here, I, I do liver, but this guy does 
the heck out of liver. Sorry, pardon my language. Dr. Elliot Tapper from the University of Michigan, a hepatologist. Elliot, can I call you Elliot? You may. It's so nice to see you again, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. And it's great to be back on with you to talk about this very important issue. I think it is. Um, this time we don't have uh, Deepak Chopra's brother with us, which is, um, you know, it's a bit of a, a bit of a letdown, if I'm being honest. But, you know, that's fine. 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 Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I wanted to talk about the liver and stuff because it's a it's an organ that is near and it is dear to my heart. And I think for many people and not just uh, outside of medicine, but for many doctors, it's really a bit of a black box. I think a lot of people don't really know what goes into it, don't know what it does. And it's been, I think, traditionally underappreciated in popular culture. But I think that has started to change. I think people are starting to understand the significance of it and understanding what a doctor who is a hepatologist might be. But unfortunately, with that attention, uh, it comes people trying to make money off of it. A lot of health products are being sold. They're geared towards somehow boosting or detoxing or somehow aiding in liver function. One of the things that made me decide to do this was this more recent product called Liver Shield, or you might have heard it called a liver condom. Um, and yeah, we'll get to that. And uh, so I feel like it's a good time to talk about it. So Mark, you're coming into this totally cold. I, I did not prepare you for this at one, one iota. So let me just ask you this. To the best of your knowledge and ability, what do you think the liver does? You're asking me? Yeah. Uh, I think that we take in things from our environment. Uh, and when we bring these things into our body, some of the stuff is usable for the different parts of our body. And then there's other stuff that's in it that our body uh, needs to reject. And the liver is there to take that stuff out do you think it does anything else well i'm here because i'd like to find out more oh that's a good answer uh elliot how did he do i uh, i think he did a great job uh it's you don't have to lie he's a big boy he can take it uh, uh, well he got one of the key parts of what the liver's job is uh coal which is that it processes everything that we eat Literally everything that enters our body has to run through our liver and it will sort out what's good from bad. And it has all of the machinery to clean out that junk, but it also stores a lot of things, a lot of vitamins, energy, sugar, fat. It makes a ton of things. It makes the main proteins in our blood. It makes hormones. Uh, and um, uh, it's one of these things where it, it's such an integral part of the body that we really only become aware of it if we're not hepatologists when it starts to when it starts to fail and when it starts to fail everything falls apart so let me ask you uh mark let me ask you another question do you think that if your liver fails you can be put on say a dialysis machine like say if your kidneys were to fail do you think that's a possibility uh i don't know um uh... I mean, I, I'm I'm coming at it from a peculiar angle, actually, because uh, my sister, who died a few years ago, uh, died of what started out as metastatic brain, uh, uh, breast cancer, but eventually traveled to her liver, and it was the fact that it hit her, it hit her liver that um, was the thing that eventually took her down. 
You wow. know, I knew that that your sister had passed away, but now that I find out there's a liver uh, component to it, now I feel like a complete son of a bitch for making you come on the show. To no, 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 I, I, I think, uh, you know, we're we're all looking for more knowledge to help us feel like uh, we can contend with what the what life throws at us. So it's it's only a good thing to know more stuff. The, but I say all of that by way of. Um, no conversation ever took place of, oh, well, yeah, she's got, you know, tumors in her liver, but there's this machine that she can go on that would like bypass things or clean things out. That was never presented as an option. So right. if one has been developed since then, it has been developed since then and was not developed prior. No. And that's an excellent point. Elliot, what, what would you, how would you rate that answer? The, this, this is a great answer. Uh, there's we we don't have any like liver dialysis although people have tried uh, uh i i once like i like to tell a story about a, 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 a someone who had hook people up in liver failure to baboons and have the baboon livers clean their blood and sometimes they would do it to live baboons they would put them in casts and put them in the icu and they would just run their blood through those baboons and it it did work for a little bit or they would take the livers out and put them in a fancy box. But uh, that's about where the liver dialysis science uh, started and has ended. Yeah. And so we don't have, I mean, there's been people playing with lots of ideas around this that are kind of promising like stem cell stuff, but it, nothing's really come to fruition. And and the the mechanisms that have been tried are, are all very elaborate and they're not the kind of things that can be done outside of like maybe a small like you know, research program, you know? Um, okay. So let's, let me ask you this, this last question for you, Mark, what products have you heard about or things have you heard about being out there um, that can help livers? I mean, I take in like when I take in media and stuff like that, it's really in a kind of controlled information kind of way. And I never really wind up encountering ads for liver cleansings, which I'm probably fortunate not to have, you know, that. God influence. bless you. Cause my, my YouTube, my everything, everything I like look at on Twitter, on Facebook, it's filled with nonsense detoxes and cleanses and, and stuff like that. Maybe I'm just good at ignoring it. You're probably better. You're probably getting other things. You're probably getting like music, like ads or commercials, right? What What are the gear? What are the mark gear commercials? Just what's it? I, I ignore those too. I'm not an ads person, I guess. Oh, look at you, fancy, fancy guy. Yeah. So uh, here's the here's the thing. I mean, uh, it's it's funny because now I I think I think people are starting to catch on to the terminology detox, and we talked about this in the last episode. We talked about how. If you hear the word detox, just like if you hear the word boost, or if you hear the word ancestral, like ancient, these are all trigger words for you to start thinking that this is possibly bullshit. So I see a ton of ads and a ton of these things helping to boost or to guard or protect your liver. The most recent one, and Elliot, I'm assuming you've heard of Liver Shield. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, there's, there's endless amounts of these these grips out there, but Liver Shield is a supplement has 21 different ingredients. It has been, you might've seen it on TikTok in particular, where there is a Dr. Kunal Sood, who is the co-founder and CMO of a thing called Avenar Nutrition. 
he's an anesthesiologist, not a, not a liver doctor, who has been pushing this supplement. I mean, there's a lot of things that are kind of weird about it. Like it wasn't clear if he was actually involved in making it and just advertising or, or not, but it's being billed as a liver condom, a liver condom. It, it claims to be an herbal cleanse detox with things like milk thistle, dandelion root, turmeric, a lot of things that have that sound good, things that have been used, have been discussed in the past. And the its goal is to help nourish and support the liver. Now, uh, long and the short of it, Elliot, what do you think about these products? What do you think about Liver Shield? What, what about these ingredients? They all sound great. Is it going to yeah. help the liver? So I think before we get into the ingredients, I want to say uh, two things. One is that I'm always hearing about new liver cleanses from patients, uh, new and old. And what I do when I encounter this is I will Google it and then I'll look at the list of the ingredients and then I put that into this thing called livertalks.gov, so, which is a really thorough resource that anybody can read uh, that tells you about how many people have gotten liver failure or liver injury uh, from the ingredients in this list. So that's what a hepatologist is doing. That's what That's what you should do. The second thing I want to say is that this guy has changed, has flipped the script in a in a way where there's all there's all kinds of uh, liver cleanses, but but he's specifically advertising that you should take his while drinking, that that this is something that you should pair with your your night out, uh, and he specifies the one pill for every two drinks, and this this idea of the liver condom is something that you can take prophylactically to blunt any liver toxicity from alcohol is fully insane. But yet, I have to admit and give props to the novelty in the uh, marketing. It's great marketing. I, I will say that, um, at least in that it got people's attention. Um, but, you know, beside the fact, we'll talk about the ingredients and whether or not they're useful or not. Spoiler, not really. But the but just taking a look at how it's being built, I find it to be kind of a dangerous concept because it's almost like, yeah, it's if you're going to go out and have uh, sex, use a condom. It makes sense. Right. And this is like go out in and, and have a, a drink, um, but use this pill to protect your liver, which the reason that analogy doesn't hold up is because condoms actually work. And it'd be like, you know what? Go out and have lots of sex. But before you do, wear this bracelet and it'll protect you from STDs. In reality, you're going to, it's just creating more issues. More people are going to get STDs because they're out there having sex. And the same thing with this. If people think this is going to protect their liver and they go out and drink a little bit more because of it, they feel a little more free to do that. That's not what we want people doing, right? Amen. Mark, if I were to, to tell you that milk thistle, dandelion root, turmeric, these herbal things, if I were to tell you that there's a chance they could hurt you, there is a there are some small studies that may say they help, like milk thistle has some rat studies that that say it it helps. As a person not in medicine, how do you weigh the risks and the benefits of something like that? So you're open-minded in a way that I'm probably not in regards to these things. When you when you look at them, how do you do the calculus in your head as to whether or not you should try it or not? I would check to see whether something is actively harmful. And I have, I'm lucky that I have people that I can consult, one of whom is hosting this podcast that we're on right now. You, you know, Elliot? 
um so i would ask whether there's anything that's in there because i know that there are certain kinds of like most of the time i think herbs are like or like herbal remedies are just like i'm taking parsley to make my cold go away like that's what it kind of says to me and it's like well parsley is delicious and it's not like i don't think it's a good idea for a person to eat parsley if it does happen to make my cold go away great i'm not relying on it but i also don't think that it's hurting me in the process and i think that there are certain other herbs i don't want to miss name which one it is um i feel like it's yerba mate or like there's some sort of one of the yerba family mm -hmm. um that is an mao inhibitor mm. it's like if you've like you know mao inhibitors used to be prescribed as whatever we're getting off topic yeah but um is that ginkgo uh, biloba i now i'm gonna have to i think it might be ginkgo, I'm, no, I'll double no, check it's that. Not ginkgo biloba it's one of the yerbas but there's okay. like, um it's yeah it's uh an mao inhibitor which is like an old school psych med that they don't prescribe anymore because it has really bad interactions with other medications if i hear something like that then i'm going to say okay i'm not going to do this thing but all of the rest of the stuff like you know i i'm i'm drinking ginger tea right now do i has somebody told me that it's going to kind of like be good for my body broadly speaking yeah so i'm going to do it has anybody told me that it's bad for my body no is there a chance that it's not, it doesn't affect my body one way or another? Sure. But like, it's still delicious and that's a good enough reason to drink it. And you know, like I, beyond that, I don't have any. Hey everyone. It's Kave here. Quick editorial break. I think he was referring to Yerba Mate. Yerba Mate extract is an inhibitor of MAO activity, monoamine oxidase. Okay, that's a that's a that's a good answer. Let me ask you a follow up to that. Do you think there is any inherent harm to people doing something like a liver pill like this, which for most people, we'll talk about the possible side effects and toxicity, but for most people, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to help them necessarily, but it probably won't hurt most people. Do you think there is any inherent problem with that? There may be something that's wrong with one of the ingredients, and I don't know what all of the ingredients of liver shield are, but I just think it's a distraction. You know, I just think that, like, the problem with going after easy remedies for things is that you don't face up to the fact that maybe the harder remedy, there's a way of doing it that doesn't at all, like, threaten your, you know, calm you know like that mm -hmm. there's a way of of you know living your life so that that thing that you're trying to get a remedy for there's a, another way of getting it that is like just living properly elliot what about you do you think that the same question goes for you do you think there is any real harm in people taking stuff like this if for for the vast majority of people there isn't problems um do you where do you stand on that yeah, I, I'm of a couple of minds of it. One is that if somebody thinks that it's it's helping them and it makes them feel better, if I think that that's a placebo effect, my job isn't to try to take that away from from them. But I really am motivated by uh, by Mark's comment, which is that uh, it, it is in many ways a distraction. Like milk thistle was the kind of thing that people will take in this case uh, as a 
liver condom. It's been trialed to treat fatty liver disease, which is now the most common liver disease. It's something which is treated through weight loss and exercise and can be helped with with pharmacologic agents like uh, that that are that have been recently approved. But if you are spending your time uh, hoping for help from milk thistle, uh, then that is in fact uh, hurting your your disease, allowing your disease to continue uh, to get worse, to cause liver in injury, fibrosis, scar tissue, maybe even cirrhosis. Yeah, I think that's really well said. So I, I do think I agree with with what you guys are saying. It makes a lot of sense. I will say though, I do think there is some inherent harm to people believing questionable things, questionable science. And for me, it, it I've talked about this before, but people will say things like, why do you care if, uh, you know, Goop wants to sell some rich, you know, housewife, a uh, $300 coffee enema kit? One, because there are risks, the real risks, but even beyond that, just inherently, if we muddy the playing field by saying all these things are possibly true, when we know that they're not, what then I think happens is it becomes harder to convince people of what's real and what's not real when it's really important. And I've said this a couple of times, but I feel like that's kind of where we got to with vaccines. When we had the information that said, okay, vaccines seem to be working. Let's do this. It seems safe. Let's do it. There were so many people that were just had been like, well, I don't know. I've heard this other thing from this other person I've been kind of listening to about medical stuff about, and you know, what's what herbs I can take and what kind of detoxes I can do and how to treat my kids autism with like, you know, bleach or whatever, rectal ozone therapy. You know, I've heard all these other things. They seem to maybe some people think they work, some people don't. And it becomes so confusing, I think, for a lot of people that it, everything becomes a gray zone. And and I am not a person of absolutes usually, but, you know, it, in science, I do think we should follow the, the data or data if you're if you're cool. Um, and uh, and I think this kind of makes it difficult. Does that make sense? What I'm what I'm arguing? Oh, one hundred percent, right? Uh, I I would say at the outset, like all of this conversation about any gray zone that we have with patients and and these supplements, it, it presupposes that we've already looked this up and we think that it's most likely safe. That liver failure hasn't been reported using you using these medications, and then you can sort of chill. Uh, a, a bit but but the truth is you never know what's in the these supplements like the weird like uh strain fibers in dr sood's uh pills we don't know for for certain what wh wh that that what is labeled is actually accurate and uh, it could be that there are things in there that are liver toxic and it could be that someone has an that someone's liver just doesn't like what is in that medication. And we fear uh, liver injury from something that we know has limited benefit. Yeah. So for Mark there, everyone breaks down things a little slightly bit different because everyone has some slight variations on these, what cytochrome enzymes in the liver that help you break things down. And sometimes it can create products that are toxic to the body. And because every, everyone's a little different, you need to do a lot of testing to pick that up. And these things aren't being tested in that way. So it's totally possible. But like milk thistle, for example, just I had to read up on a little bit just to learn a little bit more about it. It is an herb. Um, it flowers in June to August in the Northern Hemisphere. It's uh, native to the uh, to Iran, 
you're welcome. And uh, Afghanistan and, and parts of the Mediterranean. Um, and it, it gets, uh, it's the seed that, that people use. But even milk thistle, which people have hoped would have liver protection or would help the liver, it, it, it's been proven that it can be toxic in of itself and that people can have bad reactions to this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So it is, these things are, are definitely, they're definitely not harmless either. That's the thing. I, it, it cracks me up because like, this is like uh, over a hundred billion dollars a year are made from just like these wellness products alone. I'm not even talking about like wellness influencers based on like their videos or whatever, but just, just the things they sell are over a hundred billion per year. And people are like, why, why do you want to, why don't you want to try these other things like, like mother nature's things? Why do you want to give into pharma, big pharma? I'm like, this is big pharma. It's just unregulated big pharma, what these people are doing and what these herbs are. And, and, and that I find very troubling. And, and it's also for me, you know, I'm not opposed to, to hopefully like saying an herb or something strange helping. Actually, one of the great things, Elliot, one thing I loved was a study that came out not too long ago about pickle juice. Can you tell me a little bit about that study on pickle juice? Because it sounds like the kind of crazy thing that I'd make up, but this guy studied it. Can you tell Mark about that study? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, we're not against the idea of natural remedies. We just want them to be proven to actually help our patients. Now, I, I actually, I'm really interested in helping people deal with the symptoms of, of liver disease, of cirrhosis liver failure. And uh, one of the symptoms is muscle cramps. And I learned from uh, uh, experience that a lot of the things that we do suck. And the medications that we give are super toxic. They can make people drowsy, fall asleep, or, or they or they just don't work. Uh, I learned from a nephrologist, Joel Topf, kidney boy, at kidney boy, uh, that he uh, would recommend pickle juice, which is something he learned, I think, from cyclists. But it's never, it, it, there's actually like all this science that, that shows that when you have a sip of it, the acid in the pickle brine hits the back of your throat and triggers a nerve reflex in rats that will shut a cramp off. And they, they, pro they proved in cyclists who had experimental cramps, like their, their thighs were electrocuted, you could prove that they were having a cramp on an EMG. And then they gave them a sip of pickle juice and the cramp went away. 
So I didn't do anything like that to people, but I did have <laughs> a, a, I did randomize 80 people with cirrhosis to take pickle juice or tap water and the pickle juice blew that tap water out of the water. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Right, Mark? Yeah, that's pretty neat. <laughs> Who would have thought? So like, I, 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 mean, you know, I like just as, as a consumer who like, uh, doesn't have the medical expertise and is just sort of putting my trust in the people that do have the expertise. It's nice when the thing that supposedly is the like folk remedy actually does something for real. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's, it, that's verifiable and repeatable. Yeah. I mean, but it, it has to get put through the ringer of these randomized trials. And so that's what we did. And milk thistle, right? It's been around since Pliny the Elder uh, recommending it. And then the kinds of trials that people were doing were just inadequate. And when it finally got through randomized trials for people with hepatitis C or, or NAFL, NAFL and fatty liver disease, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So we, like, I totally understand where people are coming from and they want a natural remedy and they're, and they feel, uh, they feel a lack of power, but we, I, we have to come up with a way of communicating what will actually help people based on the avail best available evidence. What about turmeric? Yeah, turmeric is one of those things where I, I've been I, I I hear it a lot, and I I tend not to fight with people about it because it's 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 highly unlikely that it would ever cause a significant liver injury. It's probably been reported in sure. uh in a study of like super concentrated turmeric uh that not the kind of stuff that's usually available in the united states um but like it's it's totally inactive like as soon as you you eat it it gets destroyed by your stomach's acid there's no turmeric in your blood when you when you when you eat the when you take the supplement so the thing i worry about the most with that is is less of, is 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 the distraction point that you brought up and also the cost that mm -hmm. uh, the, the people with liver disease often have fixed incomes and they'll spend a lot of money hoping that it will help them because of the things that they saw on Facebook or TikTok. And it's just not true. It's hurting them. It's they're spending their money on it. Yeah. Well, so you're, you're kind of, you're not ambivalent, I would say, but um, you'll, you'll let, turmeric slide i do too because i use it in my cooking and it tastes delicious and you know feels good to to add an ingredient you think might on some small level be healthy but whatever it's not but that's great it's not bad um what what about when people tell you about milk when they ask you about milk thistle when they say doc should i take milk thistle I, there's all these different milk thistle what do you say for that one do you say no i i really ask people not to take it because i, I we 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 know what 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 we need to focus on. Um, I don't, I don't start a, I don't start a fight to tell them to stop. And yeah. I have some patients that have been taking it forever and I just always see it updated on their medication list. Um, but uh, I, I, I just tell them I, that I would recommend it to them if I would take it, if I had the, their, their condition. Uh, but I just worry about the cost and, and usually they'll stop and they don't feel bad about it. I feel like the what I'm learning through doing these episodes on on all the and looking into all these different grifts and and um what I'm what I'm seeing is there's definite trends. They all sort of 
hit the same sort of notes, these wellness influencers. And this latest medication, uh, this liver condom is, is really no different. What, what they usually do is some variation of this. They'll start with, well, your health is a choice. If you're not healthy, it's because of something you're doing or something you're not doing. It kind of takes out of the equation genetics, socioeconomic issues. And, and there's some of that is true, but um, you know, there's a lot more to it than just choice. And then what they do is they sort of polarize foods into good or bad foods. This is usually a bad sign, but they're like, don't eat this, eat that. This is an evil thing. This is an evil thing. This is a good thing. This is an evil thing. And they, they give it sort of like this moral weight to like food, which food shouldn't have. And then the next step is they, they talk about the fact that your body can't do it alone. They acknowledge that your liver and your kidneys do detox, but they, they make it sound like it's like a filter in a car or in your house uh, and you have to change it every now and then. And you have to do something to help your liver do the job it's supposed to do, which you don't. You don't have to. Your liver and your, your kidneys will take care of that stuff on their own. And, and in this process, they'll they'll refer to these unnamed sort of toxins. They have to be really vague, right? Because like, you know, but or else the FDA will make them actually test it. So they have to be like super vague. Um, so these are the sorts of things that I, I see like routinely. And and it really actually, uh, you know, it it's starting to get me, I used to be very hands off about it and just kind of laugh about it and be like, okay, whatever. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow wants to put a jade egg up her hoo-ha. That's fine. That's her thing. But now I see all these things and it's all like, I see the scam behind it. And, and it makes me, it makes me upset. I can't like not be upset about this stuff. I talk me down, Mark. Should I want to be, I want to be calmer about this stuff. I don't want to carry this with me. You're Zen. Teach me. How do I do that? Well, uh, it's relevant to point out that we've spent most of the runtime of this podcast talking about either things that we better not do, things that don't matter what we do, but we actually haven't really spent much of any time talking about what we do do. Um, so I'd he like said, to do, know, do. <laughs> um, I'd like to know uh, whether there's something, particularly if it's something really easy that you see people not doing or um, or just that you see people doing that makes things harder for them. Like what's a thing that we could do differently from what we've been doing that might, because uh, I, I, I think people are just looking for health in a, you know, in a yeah. broad sense. How do you get liver health? Great question. Uh, Elliot, I'll let you go first. What What do you recommend for people who say, what can I do to, for my liver? Yeah, I think the answer is like unsatisfactorily sim simple, uh, which is that the liver loves exercise, the liver hates alcohol, and the liver hates carbs. And I, I don't try to complicate it much more than People allow like helping people figure out how many days they're eating cookies, learning where we can cut back. What can we replace this sugary or starchery thing with uh, in their diet that also gives them pleasure? And how can we uh, fold in exercise uh, in their schedule on their terms so that we are gradually increasing their step count or the amount of minutes that they're 
huffing and puffing. And at the end of the day, that's really all your liver wants from you. I, I agree with that. I usually also recommend a Mediterranean diet if people are looking to do something that's a little bit more. Mark's smiling because he knows I'm always pushing Mediterranean things like myself. Um, and uh, by the way, if you go to, if you're looking at a restaurant, it says Mediterranean food. You, you know, that means Persian food, right? They just didn't want to say Persian restaurant because they didn't want to scare the white people. But that's what a Mediterranean quote unquote restaurant is. Anyway, so I, I do that, but and I know you. I know you don't feel as strongly about this as I do. You you may be a little more agnostic about it, but I do think that coffee uh, is is good for the liver. So I'm I'm for that. Um, we talked about this on a whole episode. You you kind of talked me down from hyping it up too much, which is why I like you. Um, but uh, I do think coffee is one of these things where I'm like, you know, if you're drinking black coffee, you're not putting cream and sugar into it, seems to have good health effects. I don't see any reason to not do it. You know, there's, there's very little reason. They had a recent study that came out about coffee. Um, seems pretty reasonable for most people to take. The health risks seem pretty small. I'm, I don't know, Elliot, how do you stand on coffee now? Are you, are you warming, are you warming up to coffee? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't hate on it anymore. But uh, but I don't I don't spend much my time uh, recommending it. I will say though that if I if I meet a person who's really into a natural remedy and and I'm trying to take away something like turmeric or or milk thistle, I will replace it with coffee because mm -hmm. if if they want if they want something natural to do in their life, and then I think that coffee is a per is, is the one that that first of all nine out of ten liver doctors are are actively talking about it. To the detriment of what they should be saying about exercise or carb restriction, sure. right, right. but uh, so there's there's total consensus. Coffee is good, so I don't feel bad about dropping that when uh, when when I need to give somebody something to do. But not in enema form. Let's make not that clear. Not in enema. It's not going to make it to your portal vein. Don't do it. No. Do not. Don't do it. I'm, and, I'm, if I may. Uh, I'm, I'm moved to comment on, uh, you know, on something that Dr. Tapper said a little bit ago, uh, where he said the liver loves exercise, the liver hates alcohol and the liver hates carbs. And I, I feel like the typical person is going to hear that list and be like, taking care of my liver is not going to be any fun. Is it, you know, like that, that I, I, um, the trick is, is, how much do you make that uns? How is it possible to make that what appears to be an unsatisfactory route to, you know, uh, to health? Something that people will listen to and be like, "Okay, yeah, I'll get behind that." I mean, you you already have it with the people that come into your office who yeah. take you, you know, who take you seriously. So, like, uh, when you say it, they're like, "All right, let's let's work our way through it." But I, I think that uh, the question is how to reach the the larger masses who are currently looking at, you know, videos on TikTok of somebody housing yeah. a pill that's, that doesn't really work, who could also be poachable. It's not like it's their fault or their, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like there's this weird, um, I don't even know how to describe it, like a gap, like a, you mm -hmm. know, between, mm -hmm. uh, what people know is good behavior for them and what actually gets them to like to think, oh yeah, I could definitely practice that good behavior and it wouldn't be a problem at all. 
Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head that like liver people in general and me specifically, we have a marketing problem uh, when it comes to trying to get across like what the right thing to do is. And when you can latch on to something positive and you can say use the Mediterranean diet, that definitely works. But does it work for everybody? And so when I'm meeting people, they they have a reason to meet me. They have some form of liver disease. And then one-on-one, -on -one, we can work through what where they're getting their excess carbs or calories and think about, well, what alternative would make sense for you at that time of day or uh, in, in the course of your uh, of working? And and simply telling them no, no carbs or uh, just is not going to it's not going to fly. But instead, uh, you have to find one, the easy stuff, which is any carb that you're drinking. Like if you're putting sugar in coffee, that's the end of that. If you're drinking sugar Coke, then uh, then Diet Coke is certainly better than that. Water would be better than 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 both. And so it's, it's this stepwise back and forth discussion about uh, what where can we peel the peel this back? And if somebody says, well, I love eating cookies. Well, do you do we have to do this seven days a week? Well, how about five? And if we went from seven to five, yeah. we've actually made a really huge difference And the liver is paying attention. I totally agree. I mean, it's the old perfect is the enemy of good sort of thing. I, I don't want people getting so wrapped up in it that they don't even attempt it. It's like you know, when I'm talking to someone about their diet and they eat a lot of red meat and we, we're talking about like cutting that back. I don't say they should become a strict vegan. You know, they can consider it down the road maybe, but I don't think that's what they need to do. I would just, I would start by saying, okay, well, tell you what, why don't we just consolidate some of your meals? So instead of having like, three or four crappy hamburgers or, or a, a month, you have just like one good steak dinner. You we, we work it out to try and consolidate things a little bit more. I, I don't expect people to change their lifestyles so dramatically, uh, but getting there, you start, you make these steps where you can see that it's potential, you see it's possible. That's what I try to do with them uh, in, in our clinic. And and it is true. I mean, it, that's a big, you're, you, Elliot said it really well, we have a marketing problem. Partially because even within medicine, people in medicine don't like talking about the liver. They are afraid to talk about the liver. Um, it gives us job security because people are always like, there's a liver issue. We need this guy here to talk to us about it. And it's good in that way. But I mean, it still is this black box, even within medicine, you know? I was just remembering the time when I was a fellow, we gave IV milk thistle to um, a mother and son who ate um amanita mushrooms wow death cat we mushrooms. got the IV milk thistle from there's a guy who makes it in california oh wow but, yeah but anyways how do they and, do oh they both they're they're both alive with their livers yeah but their own livers yeah both livers yeah wow that's great i mean one of the saddest things there so mushrooms are the, these really scary in um like in the bay area you can find it amanita phylloides or the death cap mushroom it's a, and you can find other parts of the country as well. It's a very dangerous mushroom because it does mimic mushrooms that you could eat. And unless you're very familiar with picking mushrooms, um, it can, it can be fatal. It can be fatal. So uh, yeah, it, it, we've come, a, we're, we've come a long way from giving IV milk thistle. Um, we're probably going to have this conversation again in 10 years and be like, can you believe we didn't give IV pickle juice for <laughs> liver failure? It's amazing. It's the stuff.
Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but we'll we'll address that when we get to it. Anyways, all right, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate this. I love having a little liver talk. And uh, let's get some plugs in. Mark, let's let's start. Please tell me where people can listen to your music and where they can download it. Uh, my music is available on uh, all streaming services. Uh, my name is Mark Gasway. That's Mark with a C at the end of the word mark, not the beginning of the word mark. My dad's favorite joke is yeah, never mind. Mark. Yeah, if that you know, guy. You know. uh, it would take too long to explain. Uh, the, and Mark's music is what you're hearing right now in this little outro. It's a it's a beautiful little piece that I picked. He didn't want me to pick this piece, but I picked this piece because I like this one more than the one he wanted me to pick. Well, uh, but yeah, like the the other thing that is, if you actually want to hear some of this stuff in person, and you happen to be LA adjacent or you come into Los Angeles. The place where I spend most of my time is a spot in the historic core of downtown LA called the Barnish. And it would be my favorite bar, even if I didn't work there. I've worked there for about 12 years, and we've got a great jazz program Sunday through Wednesday, 9 to 12.30, and it's all really good stuff. It's an amazing speakeasy if you're looking for a good date spot or if you just want to roll with a, a couple of friends to, to hear some great music. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Dr. Tapper! Where can people find you and read about pickle juice? <laughs> uh, you can find me on He's like, Twitter. I do other things than pickle juice. Jesus. <laughs> it's all I got. You know. It's all I got. Uh, yeah. So EB Tapper is the, is the Twitter. And if, and, uh, if you'd like to uh, follow along and learn about the latest and greatest in, in uh, research relating to uh, liver disease and people with livers and people who care about livers, then hop on board. An excellent follow. I highly recommend it. If you're not already, please check out his stuff. It's my, he's one of my go-to sources for liver stuff. I know liver stuff and I still look to Elliot um, for guidance and help. He, the guy is uh, really impressive. So. Please follow uh, both these people, listen to them. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Kaveh. Thanks, Dr. Tapper. It was great to meet you. Bye. Dr. Hoda, I'm just so used to calling you Kaveh. No, from now on, you're calling me Dr. Hoda. Dr. Hoda. Mm -hmm. Dr. Hoda, what are you doing tonight? Elliot. Sweet, Elliot. You know what movie that's from, Mark? Uh, is that uh, a reference to So I Married an Axe Murderer? Very good. Very good. You acted cuckoo because you thought I'd leave you. <laughs> this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult a physician or other qualified health care provider for your specific health care needs or concerns. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not represent the opinions of our employees. Details in the podcast have been changed so that patient identification is not possible.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.